So you write a crazy blog, right? You write a crazy blog, and then you're into uh, spoken poetry, right? Yes, I do spoken word poetry. I have a blog that's like all about my life. I don't know if there are people who would like to read it, but uh, I actually get readers. There, there are a lot of people. I think the reason why I wrote that whole coronavirus thing that I got um, tested and I tested positive was because I wanted to help people. So the situation in Mumbai currently is just so bad. There is uh, community transmission and a lot of people are just, maybe they have it and they don't know and they're not getting tested. And they're the only thing that I had in my head was like, um, I have to tell people that this is my symptom. This is this was this was something that I had. And if you have this, um, you should think about getting tested. That's why I wrote about my whole experience. And um, yeah, it was the whole purpose of that blog was to just tell people and tell them that you can get it. Um, it there is just like there was no way to trace back the source of how I got. Uh, coronavirus because I was so careful. I didn't step out in like, I haven't stepped out in like seven months. I haven't been anywhere other than the grocery store or like the medical shop. That's it. Um, but if I could get it, uh, you know, it's, it's really bad. The situation's really bad. That's why I wrote that blog so that I could help people, you know, I mean, I'm fairly healthy. So it's it's fine, but there are people who have like um, long-term, you know, diseases or something, so they can be more careful and, you know, think about getting tested. Right. Where now? Where could where could people find your blog at? Uh, it's anamikadatta.com. <laughs> oh, you got a website. Yeah. Wow. So what what made you like? So you started the blog for that specific reason? Um, I So I've been a writer since I was 12 years old. I've been writing short stories and poems and all that. So everybody would ask me, friends and family and everybody I would meet, that uh, where can I read your poems? Is there a place? Is, do you have a portfolio? Do you have a site? Do you have a blog? So I was so tired of that question. And finally, I had so much time due to this whole lockdown situation, thank God. So I was like, you know what, let me start my blog. It's been pending for such a long time. It's about time I started again. So I had a blog. I just didn't have that domain on my name, like anamikadatta.com. So I just kind of signed up and I was like, you know what, let me just put out all my poems and everything. It's like in, in, a, in a place so you can just read whenever you want. So that's why I started my blog. And yeah, it, it's been interesting. It's, it's been interesting. That's been, for me, that's been the, the best part about this whole thing is being able to do more things that you're interested in doing. You know what I mean? Um, like starting a blog or, or for me, it was starting this. Um, and that's been like kind of like the whole, I guess, uh, silver lining, so to speak, is being able to do something that I never thought you know, I would be able to do. And it sounds like that, you know, unless, you know, you had, I guess, maybe a little bit more time to do was, you know, to, to do something that you ultimately always wanted to do, which is crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, so when I started my blog and then people were like, okay, do you perform your poetry? Because they're so good. I want to listen. I, do you recite them? Do you do something? And I'm like, oh, you guys are demanding way too much. No, my friends were just like, you know, so I made short videos performing spoken word poetry and I posted them on Instagram like as IGTV videos and so many people just DM'd like, oh, my friends were like, oh, this is so good. You should start something like a podcast or like, you know, do something, start YouTube videos. So I was like, okay, let me do this. So I started the Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. So yeah, I just kind of like, uh, I had a lot of time, I still do. So I, I do, I try to be creative as much as I can. I think that's the whole purpose. Yeah, you're right. That's the whole purpose of, um, yeah, I, I got to know myself better. I started doing more cu creative things. So this lockdown has been really nice, actually. Yeah, it's boring, but it's yeah. creative. I mean, yeah, it, it is boring. It's It's super boring. I mean... You know, but like I said, I mean, thank God that, well, 
I don't know. I, I could start talking, you know, crazy about conspiracies and technology, but I'm not going to go into that. But um, thank God there is technology to to be able to do stuff that, you know, we ultimately, uh, you know, always, like I said, always wanted to do. So what made you what made you get into writing at 12? Like, how'd you like how'd you even start that? Well, what made you yeah, even start that? That's crazy. <laughs> It's it's a it's a really it's a. Do you hear that in the background? Yeah. What is that? It's it's someone's drilling. <laughs> my neighbor. That's awesome. It's, it's Sunday. I'm sorry. Should it's we Sunday. wait for that to be over? Because no, I mean, it's it's not that loud. I mean, it's pretty loud, but it's not that loud. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so uh, about the writing story, yeah. Well, it actually is the it's kind of a sad story, but I don't mind sharing because I I, I talk about it. So the thing um, I've been I was homeschooled for the initial twelve years of my life because um, my dad was well, um, he's he's an interesting human being. Uh, <laughs> he's very very smart, and he kind of expected me to be kind of like a prodigy, you know, like yeah, be smart like him following so his he footsteps, right? oh sorry like following his footsteps essentially yes yes oh, yeah. yes very much so and um he was just the kind of person who thought i never needed school because obviously i i would be smart as him um so i basically spent my whole childhood in a room <laughs> <laughs> And uh, like studying all the time. Yeah, I didn't really go out. I didn't have friends. I, I was just like, every time I would want to do anything, uh, they'd be like, don't don't waste your time. Just go and study. You have to, um, yeah, you have to do this. You have to do great things. You have to go to some great university and, you know, all that. So I was um, homeschooled for 12 years. And I just had this, um, I used to read a lot of books. And I never really liked science or math. I liked literature. I liked English. I liked all the, you know, languages and, and um, you know, all of that. So I started reading a lot of novels. I started reading a lot of poetry. Like I was, I was growing up with, my dad would be like, you need to know more of math and science. And I was reading Shakespeare. <laughs> I was reading, I was reading Shelley and I was reading Keats. And I was like, oh, I want to do something in literature. So I... Uh, started reading their poetry and uh, yeah, I started writing short stories and I would write them and I would uh, show it to my mom and my grandparents. I, I was raised by my grandparents, by the way. My mom also, she works and she used to be really busy. She, Both my parents didn't have time for me. Yeah. So yeah, I was a very lonely, lonely child. So I, I used to write. That's how it started. Short stories and poetry and uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's sad story. It's, it's well, better now. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure it, it had its ups and downs, you know, what have you. But at the end of the day, like, you know, there another silver lining is that you got to find an awesome outlet in that, you know, like you're able to find, you know, writing. And, you know, that's a passion for a lot of people. And by the way, you know, I, I was checking out your poems and. You know, people could find that on Spotify and and Apple, right? Apple Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. They're they're they are intense. I was not expecting that at all, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, Thank I mean, you. yeah, no, I mean, it, it, you do you do a really good job. And like, I was I was listening to like, I all right. So this is how it happened. I was listening to the first episode, or the actual well, your last episode that you posted. So it was the the first one on Spotify. So mm -hmm. I was listening to that and then I'm not all right, so I'm a musician. So I and I do write lyrics and everything like that, but I wouldn't call myself a poet per se, but um so going into it, you know, it's like I for me anyway, I try to I always try to pick out why I don't like something and I, I got to stop doing that for, you know, obvious reasons. But when, long story short, when I first started, you know, listening, you know, they're, they're, they're short poems and they're short in the sense that they're like three, four minutes. They're, they're poems, right? Short poems. Yeah. That's what they are. But they're so like 
soul grabbing in a sense. It's like, I want to keep listening. I want to see where this goes. It's like, you found a really good formula of what you are, of what you're doing, you know? It's pretty oh, thank awesome. you. It means so much to me. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's awesome. It, it really is. And, you know, I'm sure it, that didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like you said, it took 12, 12 years essentially, right? Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it, it's a crazy thing. It, re- it really is. I wish I could be a good writer. What, what are your tips on writing? Like, if, if you were talking to somebody who had no idea what poetry was, what would you tell them? Um, just go with your heart. It doesn't, you know, what we always try to do with writing, we try to make it all fancy and flowery and we want to be like, you know, we want to use complicated words. You don't have to do all of that. I think it's all about simplicity. Just write what you feel. For me, when I write poetry, I just usually, I start with a line and then it just flows. Like I, I, wrote, a, I wrote a poem, it's all about writing poetry. It's like, it's, it just starts with literally, um, I didn't wake up to write poetry today. Right. And then I wrote a whole poem based on how I didn't want to write a poem that whole day. So it's all about your feelings. Just just write it down. You don't have to make it way too complicated or flowery or look for like all those, you know, flowery words that yeah. I need to pick this word because this sounds really nice. No, it's just it's all about your feelings. Just yeah. be simple. And yeah, just write about your feelings. That's all. Yeah, I mean, um, that's actually a good point, you know, because that's like how so like how I could relate to it a lot, like I said, is is through music. And, you know, a lot of the songs that I, I've written over the years, you know, like it, it's not like I got up that day wanting to write that particular thing. And, and that's pretty cool in, in, in that sense. It's like, you know, it, you find a needle in a haystack, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard that saying, but yeah, you know, it's what it really is. It's yeah, it's wild. Um, so like, but when, when you're in that zone, like, cause there, it's heavy for me, it, it's like some heavy, heavy, heavy literature. You know what I mean? Like it, it made me like think about a lot of things. Like when I was listening to you speak, it was, it's like, or just like any poet really, when you sit down and like actually like listen to them, it's like, there's a zone, you know, like I feel like, you know, you're in some sort of like like all right I, I like i'm in like a tunnel and i you have tunnel vision and you're focused on you know this like but that looks different for everybody else like when i'm when i'm writing music like i don't know where like i i pull some of the stuff that i do out like i don't know where that comes from you know what i mean but that when i'm in that zone i guess what i'm trying to say is when i'm in that zone it's like I don't hear anything else. Like nothing is distracting me, um, and and it's amazing in that sense. I, I don't know what that's like for for poetry because I've never actually, you know, done. I mean, I've done poetry in like school, like in like you know what I mean. Because if you do English class and stuff like that, you know, but I haven't done it as a hobby. So what? Take me through that zone. Like, what is that zone like for you? I guess. Uh, so if you notice, most of my poems are either about relationships or something about my life or, you know, yeah. so this is for me, it comes a lot from pain. Um, I call myself a melancholy writer. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but uh, it, for me, it comes from um, a f- like feeling pain, basically. So most of the time, sometimes I write happy poems. I, I, I have written good poems too, that those are happy ones. But um, so for me, it's like a way to release my emotions. When I write poetry, I'm trying to tell the world the things that I couldn't say, you know, in a situation to myself or to someone. So I, I just kind of try to express express myself in a, in a way um, I couldn't before, so right. I, I don't know how, but that's, that's the zone. It's like if I'm trying to um, express pain, um, yeah, I will write a 
a poem about it. That this is what I wanted to say at that time, but you know, I couldn't say it, so right. I wrote it. Yeah, that's yo, that's super similar. Like, it, it it's like almost identical um, to to music writing. You know, it's like a lot of pain goes into it, but a lot of pain goes into it, and I, I'm like kind of like it's kind of daunt dawning on me right now. It's like, you know. I don't know. I mean, th there's obviously, like you said, you know, there's a you write happy poems or and sad and you know all probably different kind of emotions that go into that. But the pain is what drives that. Wh why do you think that is? Like, you know, I mean, for for me as as a musician, I guess I well, I guess you kind of said that best. It's kind of like things that you you couldn't really say in, in a certain situation, or maybe that you couldn't think of in a certain situation but i don't know it, it's just it's just amazing to me to to think about it on that aspect is to you know we relate through pain and that, and that's pretty amazing to me you know yeah um I it looks different for everybody too you know but it's usually yeah. the same at at the core of it so it's pretty nuts but i think good no, I, I just wanted to say, uh, you asked, why do you think that that is? Yeah. Why, why is it always pain that drives us? I think it's because it's so powerful and it makes you vulnerable. And I think it comes from a place where you are the most vulnerable. And it, it just, there is no other way to it. When you want to express pain, it just, it reflects. It's something that is so strong that it, you can't hide it. And the more you try to hide it, the more pain it creates. So I think it's better yeah. to just let it out. If, if it's just words, if it's lyrics for you, if it's just music, whatever it is, um, it has to have a source of, you know, releasing itself. So I think uh, because it's a very strong emotion, the same same as love or, or, or um, I don't know, uh, you know, when you feel something strongly, so that's, that's how we feel about pain. It's very strong. Right. That's what I feel. Love and pain usually go hand in hand, but they're so opposite at the same time, you know? Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty yeah. wild to think about. It's 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 nuts. Um it, it, yeah, it, it's bizarre really. Um to to think about. Like it's it's like I said, it's it's kinda like you know, I, I'm I'm sitting there and, and listening to you, you know, and it's it's amazing how much, you know, you could relate to somebody and you know not you know we might be doing doing two different things but at the end of the day it's like you know we have that a common a common thing you know and it's like it that's weird you know not weird i shouldn't use that word but it, it's it's kind of amazing actually that's the word i want to use it's amazing and to to be able to do that with somebody through you know a form of art you know what I mean? And, and that's what it is at the end of the day, you know? Um, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. It, it really is. Um, so obviously you, you weren't, you weren't probably always great at writing, you know, poems and everything like that, right? Like you, you, you didn't start at 12 years old and you weren't writing like Shakespeare, right? <laughs> I still, I still think I, I am not a great writer. I just write what I feel. I, I don't think I am a, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what to call it. I'm not a Shakespeare. I'm not anyone who writes something so impactful. I think I just write what I feel. And I write to uh, tell a story, tell my story. And I encourage others to tell their stories. Because the more you write and the more you are open about your feelings, you are encouraging others to open about theirs. So it's just right. a way to, like, kind of lead the path that you know if i can write it's simple um you can too you can tell your story too and there's always an audience there's always someone who will listen to you because no matter what you're going through no matter how difficult it is no matter how much pain you're in you're never alone that's what i've learned in life yeah um everything that I'm through you're never alone don't feel that you're alone yeah i mean a, a lot of people suffer in silence you know what i mean because they feel like no one else can relate to them, you know? Exactly. 
Um, <laughs> have you ever tried, uh, you know, um, I guess... I, well, I, actually, I don't even know if this is a thing. I, I would think it was a thing. But, like, have you ever tried performing your what you do, your spoken word, in front of people? Like, you know, like an audience, per se. Maybe not family or friends, but just, like, random strangers. Uh, I actually, it was not spoken word, but I did participate in, there's an, there's an, uh, there's an event. I think it's an annual event. Um, it's called 100,000 Poets for a Change. It happens every year, and uh, I participated in 2018, and I had to perform in front of a crowd, and it was not a spoken word, it was just a small poem, it was about um, uh, kids, it was about youth, and uh, that was the topic, that was the theme, and I was so nervous, I still remember, I think it's on YouTube somewhere, I shouldn't be saying this, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was like shivering and I was so nervous, but I think I've gotten better since then. I haven't performed yet, but I do want to. Um, I got to, uh, it, it was obviously not open, but I got to um, react and I got to, um, you know, I look at it, the, that old video, and I'm just like, oh, I think I've come, I've come, you know, I'm gonna, I can, I can be prepared now. I, I'm not that, yeah. uh, uh you know, that shy or that, you know, it was just, it was just bad. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm better now. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, w you learn through, through, um, I mean, everything that we do, it, it, it's, it's a learning experience, right? So it's like, you know, um, you know, what you didn't do then in, in 2018, you know, and then you go back and watch as, trust me, I do do this a lot, but like you, you watch, past things or you know however you know if you listen to let's say you made something you know three months ago and then you listen to it now and it's like wow like I could have done that you know like this or I could you know so you learn in in that aspect and um you know that that's just the growth in, in, in everything which yeah. which is you know pretty you know pretty cool you know to to see that um but like it can before all all this coronavirus and and whatever COVID nineteen, like, could you I guess go, I don't know like where would you go to perform or could you perform or is that like really a thing in in spoken word poetry? Yeah, um, spoken word is actually getting um, really popular and famous. I don't know. I, I I shouldn't use the word popular. I should you. It's very niche. But it's still, there is a platform. Uh, we have like a festival, annual festival here. And that happens like really close to my house. It's, there's a whole like festival ground and everything. So it, they, they have this festival where people from all over the world who are passionate about poetry, who do spoken word poetry, they come and they perform. And uh, yeah, my goal is to perform there someday. But it, it's getting, it's picking up in India. In India, uh, I think spoken word is becoming more, you know, uh, normal, I think more like it's not it's niche. It's still niche, but people are more familiar with it. That's that's what I would say. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah. W w what's the what's the festivals like? Like, is, is it like because like I, 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 I'm trying to imagine a music festival. Cause that, that's how I'm trying to compare it right now is through music. Cause that's how I could relate to it. You know what I mean? So I can only picture it through how a music festival would look, a festival would look like, which is, you know, you can probably imagine how that is. Have you ever been to a music festival? I actually don't like being in a place like where there is a crowd and I have anxiety. So like, crowd kind of gives me anxiety so i try to stay away from music festivals and all that but if they're performing i went to this first time in 2020 this happened in february i went to uh, a book uh fair book festival it's yeah. the largest age largest um literature festival sorry book festival <laughs> What was I thinking? Literature festival, Asia's largest literature festival that happens in India, in Jaipur, Rajasthan. And I went there in 2020, in February. And I think that was the first time. And I was a little anxious, so many people, because people from all over the world, uh, like international authors, 
uh, so many speakers, international speakers, and it's it's an, it's an art. It's like a it's a it's a hub of art, culture, and literature. So that happened. It's called Jaipur Literature Festival. Um, it's very popular, and that was the first time me attending a festival, and I was very anxious. But because they were, uh, you know, talking about literature, and there were people like authors and poets, so I actually enjoyed the content mm -hmm. because I would just sit in like there were sessions. I was sitting there and enjoying the sessions, but the crowd kind of made me anxious. So it's pretty much the same. I think everywhere the idea of a festival is the same every everywhere in in the world in every country. It's yeah. just a lot of people, good food, good music, good art and culture. You know, it's a hub of you know meeting a lot of other people from all different places in the world. So yeah, so that was that was my first time attending a festival. <laughs> That's um yeah, but um like all right, so like, which is crazy by the way, you know because. You know, you're talking about, you know, performing and, you know, doing all this. But but crowds freak you out, though. That's that's pretty, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's <laughs> something, you know, like, I mean, I wouldn't be able to guess that. You know what I mean? That's like because it doesn't seem like that. You know what I mean? But then again, it's just like, you know, yeah, I guess it's, it's just crowds kind of freak me out, too. And And performing is an odd thing. You have just people just. You know, just all their eyes. Well, if you're performing, you know, obviously, you know, you, you said, you you know, you did that one back in 2018. But, you know, it, it's, it's it's a super odd thing. You know, just everyone's watching you and, you know, you have to be spot on. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, music festivals are crazy, though, because, like, th this was the point I'm, I was trying to make is that, like, a music festival, when people go to... Um, you know, they're going to party and, and going to blow off, you know, a whole work week or whatever, like or school week or whatever the case is. So they're going there, you know, let's say I would probably safely say 85% people that go to a festival are there to party and like, you know, <laughs> just like have a good time. You know what I mean? So I, I wonder how that would translate to, you know, literature festivals or, or you know, any kind of spoken word boring people <laughs> wait say that again it's a party for boring people it's a party for people who love books so it was our party oh like yeah this is uh, can you believe that this this author this famous author is there that's our party that's like seeing beyonce on stage for right. us <laughs> right yeah that that must be a, a, a trip like you know it because I guess, yeah, uh, you know, a party doesn't have to be, you know, people doing X, Y, and Z, drinking or whatever the case might be. But, yeah, I mean, just, just to be able to see your, you know, your idols or people you look up to or people you try to replicate through your art and everything like that, just to be able to see them in person doing what they're doing, you know, that must be, like, pretty inspirational, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to... Um, there was, I don't know if you know him, Avijit Banerjee, he won a Nobel Prize this year for economics with his uh, wife, Esther Duflo. And he was a guest speaker at the festival. And I was crying <laughs> seeing him on stage because he's like my idol, yeah. one of my idols. And I was so happy and it was so crowded and people were like standing, they were like looking for a place to stand. It was so many people. Um, but yeah, when I saw him and when he was speaking and he's, he's, he's just got this charm and he's got this personality when he speaks and you just want to listen, you know, those yeah. personalities, yep. you just, you were like mesmerized by his words. And I was like tears down my eyes listening to him speak yeah it was it was fun but yeah it's it's always nice to see um the people you look up to and you want to you you aspire to become so it was uh it was a great experience i really i i enjoyed that I, that was that has been the best experience of 2020 so far for me to be honest it was really nice seeing him yeah, well, to, I mean, 2020 in, in that aspect really hasn't been too many high moments, I guess. You know? Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. What were you going to say? No, no, that's uh, it. I was just agreeing to uh, not yeah. many highs. And, you know. 
Um, yeah, so, w- but what do you think that is, though? Like, so, like some people have that about them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, some people have that about them where it's just, like, captivating to, you know, even just, they don't even have to be talking. They don't have to be doing anything. They could be sleeping, really. And you're just like, you know, well, maybe not that because that would be kind of boring. But, I mean, in, in that <laughs> aspect, like, you know, people would, you know, people are, you know, just very, the way the way people like take control of of like you know a presence of a room or a stage or whatever you know fill in the blank that's you know that's crazy and that's kind of like what you do in in the sense of you know you know your short stories in, in the three four five six minutes that you know you're translating what you're have written down that's what you're doing to to an audience it, it's very very much the same thing like I, I I don't know. I don't for me anyway, I I mean, just because it's me and you know what I mean, like, you know, we're the you know, I guess our own worst critics in a sense. So like I don't ever give myself like, oh yeah, like I could do that through music or through this or, or whatever that is. But like I what do you think that is? You know what I mean? I think um I don't know about me and doing all of that. Um I think for some people, it's just their aura, you know, it's just so positive and it's just radiating and they're just, they have this presence that is so, um, it's just so positive. You, you just, it's like, I think it's more spiritual than anything else. You just feel connected yeah. you know, with their, with their lives. So I think they just create that sort of an aura where you're just like, oh, their presence is just so radiating and you're just like captivated by forget about what they're speaking if they're just like sitting there on the stage you can feel it i think it's just the positivity that just you know it just uh, yeah it's just radiating that's all i feel and about that um being your own self critic i think that i do that uh, a lot and when you said that I, I i could do that with my audience i hate my own voice so when i'm editing my audio files and i'm like oh my god do i sound like that and when i when i do that and i feel so self-conscious like oh my god do i sound like that really nobody told me i sound so bad and it's really nice to hear that i could do that um yeah, because I hate my own voice when I when I perform poetry and I listen to it and uh, the recording and I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, it's cringe. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's nice. People like it. Yeah, no, I mean, trust me, like that's something that's something that, you know, uh, I mean, I guess a, a lot of people in, I guess, performing arts industries, you know, I, I guess we'll tell you the same thing. Like, you know, like they don't like, I don't like listening to anything back that I, you know, that I did, you know, and for the same reason that you just mentioned, because it's like, I don't like, you know, to hear that, you know, and I don't, that, that's, that, that's a super weird thing, but that's something that you kind of have to get comfortable with, you know, it's like, because that is something, you know, that you do. And, um, Essentially, that's, you know, what, why you have an, well, a part of a reason why you have the audience, you know, that you do, I guess, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I always, so sometimes I say a word and I'm like, oh, this could have been more impactful. I don't know. But I always take feedback from my friends and um, uh, people who listen to my poems that, did you think this was right? And they always say like, oh, we thought it was perfect. You're just like being too hard on yourself. This was so good. So they want me to be uh, absolutely natural and just like with the flow. And sometimes because I hate, I self-critique myself so much and I hate my voice and I I try to be extra sometimes. Like, oh, I want to say it like this. You know, I want to be more dramatic with this. And the time I tried doing that, my audience was like, oh, that sounded a little off. That didn't sound like yourself. I was like, yeah, I was trying too hard. So I just, I feel uh, best to just be natural and just just be yourself. And uh, yeah, just be authentic yourself and trying too hard is is never a good idea (laughs) right and then so yeah and then you just touched on that too it's like you know people will tell you when you're not being yourself and that's you need people like that you know what i mean you need people like that in all walks of whatever you're doing you know whether that's just basic basic things every day or whether that's you know you know artistic things every day whatever that looks like you need people to to 
to, to keep you grounded, I guess, essentially, you know what I mean? And, you yeah. know, if, if you don't have people like that, you're just going to go about it like, oh, well, I'm just, I guess I'm doing everything right. And you know what I mean? Then you got people that, cause I, I run into this a lot too. And it's like, you have people that just, um, you know, they, they'll tell you what you want to hear. You know what I mean? As opposed to just telling you how it is. And sometimes we need that. I mean, as devastating as it might is to be like, yo, you know, John, that's not, you know, um, you know, the, the best you could have did, but you could try it like this and maybe that's going to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think people, you know, there, there definitely should be more of that is like telling people how it is and not being afraid to not necessarily hurt someone's feelings, I guess, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. The constructive criticism is so much more important than, you know, just be like, yeah, everything is great. You're doing everything right. Because nobody's doing everything right. That's not possible. It's not like that, but be polite, be, don't be mean. Just be like, yeah, this is what I think you should have done. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's how you can just give like a nice constructive criticism and be like, oh, you can do, you can try this one out. Uh, and you'll be better so yeah it's always nice to have people who call you out like when you're trying to be too extra like don't don't be all of that just be yourself you need people like that and then and then too it's like you have people that you know are listening too you know so yeah it's it's definitely uh it's definitely a cool thing who who would you say you're in this um in your line of uh, I'll, I'll call it your line of work. You know what I mean? Who would you say your biggest influences, in, influencers, influence, influences? Why do I feel like I'm not saying that word right? But I, I think it is. You know what it's I'm right, trying to say. Yeah, it just sounds right. odd yeah. in my head. Yes. Um, so I listen to a lot of spoken word poetry. Um, the reason why I started doing it... Um, I, I have depression, long-term depression, and I came across this YouTube channel. Um, her name is Taz. Uh, her YouTube channel is called Click for Taz, and she makes fun videos. But when she started out, she started out as a spoken word artist, and she spoke a lot about depression and, uh, you know, anxiety, uh, social anxiety. And I listened to her. She also has two TED Talks, and I listened to her TED Talks, and uh, she performed spoken word once. And that was like the moment I connected to her on like a like a different level, like the the words that she was um, delivering, the, the the way she was, you know, she's it's like she spoke to my soul. So she's obviously one of the biggest inspirations that I've had um, uh, when it comes to spoken word. And um, I connected with a lot of people uh, performing and. Uh, through my podcast and I met this amazing um, duo and they're from Los Angeles actually they're called Griot and they are so amazing and I'm actually quite proud and honored that they asked me to do a collaboration with them and that episode is available on my podcast we did a nice collab and it was beautiful and uh, yeah they do they they're amazing they they have amazing work and uh, yeah so when it comes to spoken word poetry, I think they're more of like artists. They have they're now accomplished and they have like that level where they go to different places on and they perform on stages, and uh, they have become like spoken word artists. I'm not even there yet. I'm just like I have a podcast, but uh, these people have made an impact um, on me. Like uh, it's very strong. I think that. They're very inspirational, and uh, I learned a lot from them. So these are these are like influential people in my line of work. I I really found them very very uh, influential. Right. That's um. Whoops, wrong screen. Um. Yeah. That's uh. You know. Th- that's awesome. Now, would you say like, you know, um, you know, when you started your podcast, right? On, you know, by the way, it, it's you. The, we we had, I think you know I I I'd put out a post on the on the uh, anchor uh, on the anchor Facebook feed. I think that's how this podcast right now that we're doing. This is how it, it came to be through Anchor, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I'm just yes. Double, yes. I'm just double checking. Anchor is pretty cool, um, by the way. <laughs> um, but no. Um, yeah, because it well, it's in a sense because you get to, you know. 
uh, you, you get to meet a lot of cool people that you never, you know, think of, you know, and then do awesome shows with or awesome podcasts with, you know what I mean? So it, 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 it it's awesome, you know, to have something like that. But, um, you know, uh, what I was going to say is, do you see this, um, your podcast and, and the spoken word, do you, can you see that as like a, a career future for yourself or is it just like, you know, cause like we were talking before the show, you know, you really got off the ground with this thing before, um, or actually no, rather you got this off the ground through quarantine, I should say. So yeah. is it something that you could see yourself having a future in or that you want to have a future in, or is it just for a, a here and now type of thing? Yeah. Um, I, obviously love doing spoken word and I love doing poetry and I, I hope that I will continue to um, you know do my whole spoken word thing even when the quarantine is over and everything is back to normal. Um, do I see a future with my spoken word? I do want to perform as a spoken word artist but I call myself a storyteller more than a podcaster or a spoken word artist. I think I'm a storyteller. The reason why I write is because I want to encourage others to tell their stories. Uh, and I tell my story to just be like, you know what? I've been through the same. You can speak out. You can tell me your story. So I definitely see myself maybe a podcast where I can do uh, not just spoken word, but like have guests and, um, you know, encourage them to just speak more about themselves. And it's not just like a poetry podcast, but it's also about a podcast about people. Maybe I should start a podcast like poetry and people or something like oh, that. So my <laughs> my goal is always to tell stories and that will always be my goal. And um, yeah, because it gives me happiness. It makes me uh, it, gives, it makes me, you know, I'm content with it. You know, the the the, the way I do spoken word, and when I when I um, uh, record my podcast or, or I just like write something, I, the way I feel, I feel like I feel complete, and I feel, uh, yeah, the the joy is just it's different. So I want to keep doing it, right? And uh, yeah, <laughs> tell stories. Yeah. So I mean, you, you were kind of we were kind of talking about this, um, you know, a little bit. Uh, you know, earlier, but, um, you know, how the process and that zone, quote unquote, looks right. But like, take me, yeah. take, all right. So you, and then you, and then you kind of based it around, you know, pain, right. So take, take me through like, all right. Cause I know like, you know, we were talking about, we don't wake up and just like fall on a, an awesome set of, you know, an awesome paragraph. And then that's what we're going to, you know, you know, write. It, it, it comes all through that but just like take me through you know maybe just your, your last one your last poem that you you have put out right take me through like how that process like how you go about like writing and 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 getting to the end point i guess yeah um so my last one was actually uh, one of the most kindest people i've met also on the group uh he sent me a few recordings of my poems and that was my last uh, episode but I'm, i want to talk to you about uh the poem that i wrote it's not exactly a poem it's a letter um, i wrote it to my ex-partner and i performed it as a spoken word and that has been i think i get i still get a lot of messages on facebook and on instagram about you know how real it is um so the the way i wrote it was just i was going through a very difficult breakup um end of 2019 and it just continued in 2020 as well the first month in jan um it was still there um when i wrote dear john it's called dear johnson open letter to my ex-partner when i was writing it was just putting my heart out there and nothing else it's just all the things that I wanted to say to him, but I just couldn't. Um, not because I was I didn't have the words or anything. There were different circumstances or whatever the reason may be. Um, and it's a very difficult process. When I write something like that, uh, like Dear John, I still have two pending. I'm still working on two points. One deals with my childhood. We were talking about my childhood as well. Uh, it's a, it was a difficult time. So there's a poem that will be dedicated to my father. And that's also a very difficult poem. So when I write such poems, it just kind of emotionally drains me. 
but it also makes me happy. It also makes me feel relieved. I don't know if I'm making any sense or yeah. I, I don't know how to explain this. Right. But when I started writing Dear John, it was just raw putting my heart out there. That's it. There, it's very simple. If you listen to Dear John, you will know. It's a simple um, letter and it's performed with uh, the, the, uh, the recording was really hard because I was like in, 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 in tears sometimes like, um, yeah, you can, you can sometimes, uh, you know, you could hear the cracks in my voice because I was almost in the verge of like breaking down and, and um, all of that. So yeah, it's just a very real thing. Um, that's how I wrote it. Just, just put my heart out there. That's it. Yeah, just being like super, super authentic with it, like, like you were, you know, kind of touching on, and, you know, but that's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it's wild to me to think that because it's like, you know, to, to, to really sit down with yourself and then, you know, put yourself out there like, like you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, what, with like some hard, you know hard emotions and raw feelings and everything like that but then you know you were, you were touching on how you know you're not you know you you have like social anxiety you know what i mean and and i suffer from that too but like it's like um you know I, I, what i'm trying to say is i guess where like when, when you're writing something right um you know and, and it has all this you know, emotion that's going into it, you know, but, you know, you still are dealing with, with, you know, certain elements and anxiety and, and stuff like that. How do you get past that point of like, you're going to put it out there to the world now. And now the, the, now people are listening. Now it's in the hands of other people. You know what I mean? How do you get past yeah. that? Uh, yeah. Um, I get that. I get that. Uh, I, I totally, I understood that, uh, question. So, my anxiety is actually quite different. It's like when I'm comfortable and I'm recording and um, yeah, I'm just putting it out there like through a podcast. It's very simple for me to do. It's when I have to be on a stage and perform in front of like a crowd, that's when I get nervous. But I yeah. think I'm going to be better this time. But um, the way I see it when I am um, performing a spoken word like for a podcast or anything, I do not see it as... Um, oh yeah, uh, what people are gonna think? This is all out there. This is so raw. This is so real. This is all about my life. The way I see it is uh, the pain that I've been through. I never want. The, I used to feel so alone, and I used to feel that I was the only one. There's the, the amount of pain that I'm feeling. There is nobody in the world out there who, who will understand what I'm going through. And the reason why I do it is because I don't want anyone else to feel that way. So when I write something and I'm putting it out there, I want others to think like, oh, you know what? There is someone out there who's going through the same thing and she is being strong. So I always tell others to be strong and just like, you know, if I can make it, I made through the whole, whole the, the journey, um, you can too. So for me, it's not that sort of an anxiety where, you know, oh my God, I'm just uh, opening up too much about myself and all of that. It's like I'm doing it because I want others to know that, uh, you know, just be strong and, and you're, you're never alone. I don't want them to feel the way I used to feel. So, yeah, yeah that's a different kind of thing. That's amazing, though. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's like almost like you're you're putting yourself out there. So, like you're saying, like no one else has to, to, to feel that way. You know what I mean? And... You know, um, w when I'm like when I'm listening to you, it's like not I would never think that in a million years. You know what I mean? It's just like certain people like like we were saying, it's like certain people have that, you know, that where it's just like no matter what they do or, or, or whatever, you just think that that's how they are the time. They just you know what I mean? It's just like they're they're good at this and then they might have you know they're not worried about x y and z or, or whatever the case might be but you know um yeah i, I would never think that you know because it's like you, d you do a very good job like i said about portraying what you want to get across and you know now talking to you I, I could see where that all comes from and now that it all makes sense you know in in, in a way and it's 
yeah, it, it's it, it's an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing that you're doing, and um, yeah, and that, yeah, no, for real, it it really is. It it it's a good thing to to know. And at the end of the day, too, it's something that you enjoy, but it's also that you're doing it for other people too. You know. Yeah. Well, my audience, I I really appreciate whenever someone texts me like uh, on Facebook or Instagram and they're like, oh, I listened to your spoken word and I really liked it. I could relate to it. I thought it was real. And that's that's my joy. That's all I want. I don't really want I mean, I'm worried about the numbers or like I'm not getting so many listeners or I'm not going to be like a very famous podcast or anything. But that's not my goal. I don't want to become a very famous podcaster or just be like, you know, doing so many things at the same time. I just want to even 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 if I touch like one heart with my poetry and that means a lot to me. And that's all I want. That's all it takes, you know, is is, is one person, you know, you you help one person through, you know, um, an artistic outlet. You know what I mean? You, You can help or touch one person and that's that makes the world of a difference. You know what I mean? And you know, um, whether or not you choose or whether or not it's in the cards to be a professional podcaster or, you know, um, you know, in poetry being, you know, the headliner at a festival, let's say, you know, if that's in your cards and then that, that's great. You know, I, I think what the work, like I said, I think the work that you've been doing is great. And I think there's definitely a lot there just, you know, in the, in the few short months that you've put the podcast out. I mean, I know you said you've been writing since you were 12, but I mean, just in, in the few short months, how you put all this together and it, it, it's it's coming together really well. So, um, yeah. So I, I guess in that aspect, if you if you could help one person in that in that sense, that's, I guess, a win, you know. So. Yeah, that's the goal. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, sure. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it. If I thought it was bad, listen, I would tell you. I'd be like, listen, you know, it's good, but, you know, maybe, like we were talking about earlier, it's good, but I think you could kind of do this, and I think you kind of do that. You know what I mean? But, no. Um, <laughs> what what's your what's your what's the rest of the 2020 looking like for you with coronavirus going out and you know probably i i, I don't know what it's like right now um so i i don't I, know here look, real quick let the, let the viewers tell the viewers where you're tuning in from by the way i should have probably said this in the beginning what what, what my rest of my 2020 looks like yeah, and then where 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 are you uh, where are you at in the world currently? Let the people know. I'm in Mumbai. I live in Mumbai, uh, India, and <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I'm gonna be rest of 2020. I'm just gonna be here. I was supposed to uh, visit the states in March, and you know the whole thing that just happened. And I don't think there'll be much of traveling because um, the situation is pretty bad. So I guess. Yeah, I'm just going to be home making some spoken word poetry podcast episodes and yeah, I'll be I'll be here uh, doing my thing and write some blogs and and stuff like that. So, not much, not nothing nothing exciting planned for this year. <laughs> where at where at in the states were you uh were, were you coming to uh visit? To New York. It was my birthday trip. Oh, uh, my man. birthday was March. Dang. <laughs> Yeah. That's so beat. Oh man. Happy belated birthday. Um that that sucks. Dang. Have you ever have you ever been out here? No, no, I haven't. I was so excited. I was so excited to visit. It was gonna be my first time, but well Yeah. Dang. Maybe next year. Who knows? Maybe next year. I I don't know. I mean hopefully uh well, all right, maybe I'll ask it this way because, you know, obviously no one has a crystal ball and you know what I mean? So we, we don't know what's going to happen in 2020. But if you had a crystal ball or if 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 someone said that you can run the world and, you know, it, it, it what does what would you ultimately, I guess, want to see out of the rest of 2020 for yourself? Oh, I'm just going to pack my bags and just go for a for a tour or something. Uh, no, I mean, I I just I've been so stressed lately. So I do want to 
um, go someplace where just like away from everything, like away from all the stress and and uh, whatever's going on. Um, yeah, I, I travel definitely. Just doesn't matter. I I I don't really want to go and pick like oh this seems like a nice place to travel. I'm just gonna be like I'm open to everything. You you tell me most uh, you know bizarre place in the world. I'm like I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to there. pack my bags and I'm. Yeah, just like close your eyes, get a map, close your eyes, and then just like point it out on the map. You know what I mean? And that's where you're gonna go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's so hard to choose. I don't know. I think my heart is a little bit in in um, in uh, UAE. I want to definitely visit um, because I I miss I miss UAE a lot. You know, I've got people there, I've got friends there, and it's just like I miss. I think I'm gonna the first the first place I'm gonna go is probably UAE, yeah. um, in Abu Dhabi, and yeah, I miss them. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's yeah, it 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 everything everything's so bonkers in 2020. It feels like um for me anyway, it feels like I'm living like the I don't know if you've ever seen the ep, uh the show Black Mirror. It's on Netflix. I have. Right. Yes, I have. Right. So I feel like I'm living in a terrible episode of Black Mirror. I don't know if you can relate to that at all. I definitely can. I. That's what there was this. Um, the first half of 2020 was like that famous meme, you know, like a Black Mirror episode is like everywhere. Right. It, this is how we're living in a Black Mirror episode. So yeah, I I totally relate to it. And it's a freaky show, by the way. It was. Oh. <laughs> One of the shows ever, but yeah, it's scary that it's actually happening. Now yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's a wild thing. Um, I don't know. I it's it's something that. But then again, too, um, I was listening to uh, uh, I forget I forget the show's name, actually. Oh man, I forget the show's name, but whatever. I was listening to a show. And they were, you know, pretty much saying that, you know, history repeats itself in a sense. Like this has ha this has all happened before. You know what I mean? It's just now we're just, you know, we have the, the technology, you know, at our fingertips, essentially. You know what I mean? So now we're, we're we just get bombarded with, um, you know, updates about what's going on at, at you know, crazy speeds and, um you know, but like all of this has all happened before, you know what I like, I, I don't know how to really, they summed it up a lot better than, than I can, you know what I mean? But it, it makes sense, you know, cause like all this kind of stuff, like, you know, if you think about through history, I, I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into historical contents, but yeah, my point is it, it's happened before. So hopefully, I don't know. I don't know. I, if I had a crystal ball, Huh. I'm gonna, I don't know what I would do. I guess I guess traveling would be my thing too. I I haven't left the United States and Dubai is somewhere I would actually always wanted to go. What's what's it like out there? Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's just just a lot of tall buildings, a lot of sand and a lot of nice beaches, but the reason why I I um connect with the city UAE it's because I've got people there and I've had like one of uh, not one like a couple of like my best moments in UAE that's why I'm so close to UAE that's why I'm so close to Dubai and Abu Dhabi it's not more about it's not about the city but but my heart is in Rome if you talk about a city uh, or a place where I connect with the most it's 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 definitely Italy and it's Rome um, but the reason why I want to go there because I've got people there and I've got like you know good good memories there that's why i i like that place but it's it's beautiful it's it's uh it's like a futuristic city it when you get to dubai you're like oh i'm living in the future yeah or something elon musk has built or something it's 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 really nice you should definitely visit yeah you said elon musk built it that's hilarious <laughs> um yeah but seriously i mean that's i i guess that's what you know i guess a lot of people want to go there because it's it's that futuristic element um, or I don't know. I mean, it looks cool too. And there is a lot of nice beaches from what I've seen. Um, you know, it's better than our beaches. <laughs> I could probably promise you that, you know, crazy. 
Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to... Uh, I, that's somewhere I've always wanted to go. And then Rome, too, in Italy. That's, like, my, like, heritage is from. So, like, that's somewhere... And you've been out there? You've been to Italy? Yes, How's yes. That like? Damn. Oh, well... I I I can I can I wrote a poem about Rome by the way romanticizing Rome because I love that city so much. I feel like every time I, when I was in Rome I felt like I left a, a piece of my heart there because yeah it's very close to my heart. The, it, Rome is 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 my forever love. Love that place. Yeah. I really do. That's awesome. Yeah, I that's Yeah, that's I would probably say yeah. I don't know. For me, it would be, I don't know. I, all right, let me ask you this. If, you had, if someone gave you only one mm -hmm. place you could go and, and choose to live forever, where would that place be? And, like, you can go and write. You could do whatever, like, whatever you're doing that makes you you. You know what I mean? Essentially, like, you can go there and it's all you. You know what I mean? Where, where would that spot be? I think I'm gonna choose Milan. I have been asked that question before, and I think Milan is like strategically there because if I feel like going to Rome, I can just go to Rome. It's got great food, it's got fashion, it's got it's a it's, it's a hub of culture. It's it's a hub of you know it's also a little futuristic. Like Milan is probably the most progressive, you know, like buildings and uh, you know all that. Wise is the most um, futuristic city in in Italy. So I think Milan is probably, you know, I've been smart with that answer. Milan is probably where I would like to live. Nice. <laughs> if, if I have to choose a place to live for the rest of my life, Milan. Milan, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I don't know where that would be for me. I guess, I don't know. I've never really actually thought about this question. My answer is always like Florida or like California, but that's so like, I feel like basic, you know? <laughs> like I could just go there anytime, but I don't know. That's um no that's rad um I I appreciate you coming on the show though I appreciate you, you know we had some technical difficulties earlier but I like like anything it's like you know you just got to work through it and I definitely do encourage you to um get on the video side of this thing you know what I mean it's not hard you know you'll be able to figure it out you know it's it's not hard at all very easy if I could do it let me just say tell you this if you're doing what you're doing and if I could do this it's very easy. You know what I mean? I'm not the smartest person in the world. So it's, uh, it's not as challenging as what we were talking about earlier. But, um, so, w and then where can everyone find you? Where can everyone find your, your poems? Where can they find you if they want to, you know, message you or, or maybe not message you, maybe not slide in the DMs, but if they just want to reach out to you and just let you know, hey, that's, I heard something in this. And I just wanted to tell you that it was awesome and it helped me out through, you know, today. You know, where can where, where can they find that at? Yes. Yeah, so um, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me. This was such a nice conversation. And yes, I, I hope to get on the video podcasting soon as well. And I hope I'll figure out all the technical stuff. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to read my uh, poems, then poems and articles, I have a blog. It's called anamikadatta.com. Simple, just ma my name and .com. And if you want to listen to my spoken word poetry, uh, I have a podcast. It's called Spoken Word by Anamika. It's available on Spotify. It's available on Apple Podcasts and nine other different platforms. But uh, these two are main ones. Yeah. And uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram. It's just my name, Anamika Dutta. You know, it's simple. I keep it simple. <laughs> if you want to text me there, it's fine. Just say hi. Just say uh, if you like my spoken word. Yeah, let me know. Awesome. Well, hit her up. Check her out. Make sure you let her know how much you love your, your poems. All right? Let, you know what I mean? Just show support. That's all you got to do. You know what I mean? But no, I, I appreciate your time. Yes, this was awesome. Um, and uh, yeah. You know, just just keep doing, keep keep writing. You know what I mean? Just keep writing, keep on it, and you know, just trying to trying to you know do doing what you do is actually like you know you might like like we had talked about this conversation, but doing what you do is actually like helping someone out. You know, ac across wherever the world. You know what I mean? And and it, it's an amazing thing. So. Definitely keep doing what you're doing, and um, you know, 
I'm looking forward to the, to the next episode. So, yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. No problem. No problem at all. Thank you for checking out In the Paint, another episode. Stay tuned for more. Peace.